Good morning, and welcome to On Target, a radio ministry of Village Bible Church in Hot Springs Village. We are located near the Coronado Center at 100 Ponderosa Way. Our Sunday morning service starts at 9.15 a.m. We hope you will enjoy and benefit from the sermon you will hear this morning. Now sit back and relax as you listen to a message by Senior Pastor Dr. Jason Lancaster. It's good to see human beings again. Not just preaching to a camera, this is great. Welcome all of you here and all of you on Facebook Live. I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about today, so I want to get going. Um, There is this quote from Jonathan Edwards. He once said that the ideas and images in men's minds are the invisible powers that constantly govern them. To put it another way, what you think tends to rule your emotions and your actions. A mind ruled by God's word will trickle down into your emotions and your actions, and a mind ruled by the world will also trickle down to your emotions and actions. So the question is, is your mind more set on the word or is your mind more set on the world? Now, I want to share something with you that's been bothering me since around 2014. Since 2014, I've started to notice church folk, church people, um, in my church in Chicago that was mainly college students, and I've also noticed it in this church, which is mainly not college students. (laughs) I've noticed uh, some thinking that is messed up. I started to notice in 2014 this exorbitant anxiety. You know, there's always been anxiety in the church, but it's kind of off the charts. And I've also noticed that people have this over-the-top fear, misdirected anger, unnecessary division, and irrational paranoia. And I'm wondering, what is wrong with people? What is going on? Why is it all of a sudden since 2014 seemed to be so heightened and I, and I couldn't figure it out? Why were there so messed up thinking within the church more than normal? But, but I think I know what it is, not just in my last church, but also in this church. I think what it is, and I could be wrong, but I think this is it. I think people in the church are starting to be more influenced by a skewed social media rather than the word. I'm telling you, not just my last church, young people, but also this church. There seems to be this erroneous group think on social media that all of a sudden would create this mob-like anger and contradiction to the word of God. I'd wonder, where's that coming from? Or a a crazy theory would come out on Facebook and it'd have the saints all stirred up. And I'm like, what is the deal? Where's all the paranoia come from? And I know the same thing can happen by too much cable news or too much talk radio, but something has really been happening with social media where our minds are so filled with the world that it messes up our thinking and our emotions. And more than not, my brothers and sisters, you got to admit, our heads are down, locked in to our phones. I saw, you know, I don't know if you know this, there was a a comment about how many times our fingers touch our phone per day. You ever wonder what that is? Let me give you a little, little comment here. I read this. The average iPhone user touches his or her phone 2,000 
670 times a day. Wow, I can't believe those people. You know that's you. (laughs) Well, the question is, what would your life look like if God touched your mind as frequently as you touched your phone? So what we're going to do this morning, we're going to ask God to touch our minds over and over and over again. And by his grace, this will continue throughout the week. So that's where we're going. And let's look once again at Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. We got two more weeks in Philippians. And last time we're in Philippians, Paul finished on a note of God's peace instead of anxiety. And the way that peace continues is through having the right thinking. So this morning we're going to talk about right thinking leads to right living. Right thinking leads to right living. So let's go ahead and start with some right thinking in Philippians 4, 8. Let me read it to you. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. So the exhortation is to dwell on these things. Think about these things. Believers are to have their minds constantly filled with these things. It's as if Paul is saying, concentrate on this. (laughs) We want our minds filled with the word. Another passage of scripture is 2 Corinthians 10.5. Let me share 2 Corinthians 10.5 with you. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Do you love that? Just grabbing every thought that you have and making it obedient to Christ. So what follows is kind of a path forward of taking every thought captive. It's, it's six areas, according to this verse, verse 8, where we can dwell on, and then a couple of summary statements at the end. So let's do this together, right? So we're in verse 8. We're going to be hanging out there for a little bit. And the first one we're going to see is whatever is true. Is your mind thinking on whatever is true? We're to think about those things in line with reality. We're to think about those things in line with God's word. And when we don't, We can have all types of problems, including the problem of anxiety. Anybody here have issues with anxiety? Anybody? Yeah. Did you know that a survey was given by a doctor to people, and he was talking about the idea of anxiety? And and here's the idea. Only 8% of what you're worrying about is actually going to happen. So about 92% of the things you're worrying about are just lies, things you don't have a control over of, and things that are just way off base, have nothing to do with you. And yet a lot of us are really filled with anxiety because of that 92%. And a lot of that 92%, I'm just going to tell you, is filled with Satan's lies. A lot of things that we're worried about are Satan somehow infiltrating us with his lies. And we are called to think on that which is true. And the opposite of the anxiety we we saw in Philippians 4 earlier is God's peace. 
And we would say, I want God's peace. I don't want anxiety. So you just kind of sit back and say, I'm not going to worry. I'm going to have peace. It doesn't doesn't work like that. God's peace does not come with you being passive. It goes with you being active. And that's actively filling your mind with things that are true. And if you're filling your mind with things in the, in the world or lies of Satan, you'll find your anxiety ratcheting up. But you're filling your mind with things that are true, then God's peace can consume you and take over you. So whatever is true, concentrate on that. Think about that. Look at the second one, verse 8. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable. That means we are to think about those things that are respectable and not foolish. That you're to put your mind on the things that build up rather than tear down. And the way that I like to put it is I like to say, think about those things that are weighty and not those things that are trivial. Think about those things that are weighty and not those things that are trivial. Let let me explain it to you. Lord willing, this winter, I have a new book coming out called The Trivial Life. The Trivial Life. Escaping the default mode of the human heart. And the idea is that our hearts and our minds naturally default to those things that are trivial, worthless, foolish, and shameful. That if you wake up and live your day, your default, just like your computer's default, will default to those things that are trivial unless you take an active role and setting them on God's word, setting them on those things that are weighty. When I talk about weighty, I mean weighty as in the glory of God, those things that matter. But if you're just passively living your life, when you wake up tomorrow, you will default back to your settings, which are trivial, unless you're actively pursuing God and his word. So we want to pursue those things which are honorable and think about those things. And we also want, if you keep going in verse 8, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right. Other translations will say, whatever is just. We are to focus on those things that fall in line with the justice of God. That means that things that are unjust should disturb you. If your mind is set on the word of God, things that are unjust should unsettle you. I know a lot of you support missionaries and organizations that fight against injustices. We want our mind to be so set on the word of God that when something seems out of whack, we know what is right. My wife and I have been impacted by a book by a woman named Rachel Denhollander. She wrote this book, What is a Girl Worth?, I don't know if you know her story, solid believer in the Lord, but she um, spent her time and effort and boldness in bringing down Dr. Larry Nasser, who spent years sexually abusing girls in the world of USA Gymnastics. And if you don't want to read the book, uh, she has a Netflix documentary called Athlete A, which is all about this story of a godly Christian woman pursuing justice because her mind is filled with that which is right and that which is just. Not only do we want our minds filled with the true, what is honorable, what is right, but we also want our minds filled with that which is pure. 
We're to set our minds on that which is pure. We don't want to have compromised minds. And you know that everything you put before your eyes, whether it's TV or the Internet or whatever, that has this ability to compromise our minds and our hearts. So we want to have this built-in assessment filter where we can filter out those things and keep those things at a distance that are impure. And we reject them. There's a psalm that says in Psalm 101, verses 2 through 3, it's really good. He says, I will walk within my house in the integrity of my heart. I will set no worthless thing before my eyes. Isn't that good? You're like, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to set no worthless thing before my eyes. I'm just going to put those things in front of me by God's grace that are pure and holy and righteous like the word, encouraging conversations, and whatever can build you up. As we continue to go through this list, whatever is true, honorable, right, pure, verse 8, the next one is whatever is the lovely. We're to think about those things that are lovely. <laughs> we sing a song here at our church, the beauty, beauty of your holiness, focusing on the holiness of God and who he is. Now, you think about things that are lovely, I want you to contrast that with some of the things, I'm just going to say it, contrast that with some of the things that some of you put on Facebook. Some of you just ducked under the pew. Think about what you put on Facebook. It's not always the most beautiful, lovely things, right? Be careful what you're putting there. Pictures of you and your grandkids, awesome. Bible verses, awesome. <laughs> things that build up, awesome. But just be thinking about what are you looking at? What are you posting? What are you putting out to the world? Are they beautiful and right and true and lovely? And lastly, he says, in the things that are not only true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, but whatever's of good repute, those things that are commendable. Don't commend what the world commends and what and ignore what God commends. Okay, so look at the summary statements. At the end of verse 8, you have these summary statements. He says, Whatever is of good repute, if there's anything excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. So whatever God thinks as excellent and worthy of praise, then we should too. And Paul's giving you a new way to think. You no longer have to live like an unbeliever in the futility of your mind. You see, one of the issues if you're an unbeliever from the past is you had skewed thinking and you thought there was a certain way the world would act and there's a certain way that you should act in line with the world and it led down a road of darkness and emptiness. But guess what? You're a believer now. You don't have to act like an unbeliever. All those ruts and grooves that you created in your thinking patterns can be overhauled. Because the Bible says, you know what? You can start to put that junk off and you can put on the right things. You can start to be renewed in your mind. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and right. There's a lot of thinking that can just attack us, discouraging thoughts, anxiety, impure thoughts, evil, lots of stuff, right? Even this morning, we could come here with a lot of crazy thoughts. 
You don't have to let those things hang there. You can, you can fight against them now. You now have power that you didn't have previously. And don't put yourself in situations that are going to drag you down by being around certain people who are just all negative or looking at things that are just all negative online or on TV. You don't have to do that. You have active ability now to resist, put those things off, and put on the Word of God. And right thinking will live to right living. And that's where Paul finishes up. Look at verse 9. Paul has this right thinking, and now he has his life worthy to be imitated. Verse 9. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So the Philippians are to imitate Paul's life. He lists four things, right? You see them there? About what's learned, received, heard, and seen. You look at it there, it says, the things that you have learned. So the church has learned the word of God, as the word of God is essentially taught and preached for the church to be healthy. Also, if you notice there, the things that they have received, the Philippians received this letter, which is also filled with teaching. And the things that they have heard, what others have taught them about Paul's upright life and rejoicing in his sufferings, even though he was in jail. And the lastly is the things that they have seen and Paul's direct modeling in the following ways of Jesus. So not only are they going to have the right thinking, but they want to have right living. And one of the ways they can have right living is by imitating Paul, who imitates Christ. Now, if you notice at the very end of verse 9, the admonition to think on these things and live them out. Look at the end of verse 9. And the God of peace will be with you. And we're back where we started. We want peace. Not just peace for peace's sake. We want the God of peace to be with us. And once again, you're not passive in this. Do not walk around and say, you know, I never feel God's peace. I feel like God's peace is not with me. And you're passive. There's an active way to think and cry out to God. And thinking a line that which is true, noble, right, honorable, pure, right, leading to God's peace with you. There's a verse in the Old Testament that it's probably one of the favorite verses of a few in here. Maybe you even have it up on your refrigerator. It's in Isaiah 26.3. Isaiah 26.3 says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And you're like, God, I need your peace. Well, do you see what the verse says? That person's mind is stuck on God. That person's mind is trusting in God. That is a mind where there's peace, not just peace where you're reconciled to God through the finished work of Jesus Christ, but an actual peace that you experience in your life. It's the peace that Paul talks about, a peace that surpasses understanding. How can you get that peace that surpasses understanding? It's a mind that is set and locked on trusting Christ. So we have the right thinking and the right living. And we see that God is in the process of changing your thoughts to be more like him. But like I said, you are active in the process. I'm going to leave you with a little acrostic. I don't share acrostics much, but I'm going to share one here from Rick Warren. And the acrostic is think. Think. You can write these out if you want. Each letter is going to stand for something. And so here are five things to remember in our own lives as we teach others. 
The first one is T, all right? T stands for test every thought. You need to test every thought that comes our way. Psalm 139, 23 and 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Ask God to search you and test your thoughts. Don't believe everything you think. I want to say that again. Do not believe everything you think. Test every thought. They're not all right. Test them. Number H, number H, letter H. H stands for helmet your head. Helmet your head. You've read in Ephesians 6, 17 that you need to take the helmet of salvation. Before you were saved, you didn't have any protection against the fiery darts that the devil unleashes on your minds, but now you do. You can think in line with the truth, and repentance is a part of that, where you can repent of wayward thoughts and wayward living as part of helmeting your head, put on the helmet of salvation. And I stands for imagine great thoughts. Some of you are so good at this, thinking about the, the promises of God. Everything is possible to him who believes. Imagine great thoughts. N stands for nourish a godly mind. Make sure that you are growing and developing. In Psalm 119.15 it says, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. We are to meditate and fix, study and reflect. You realize that you're going to think about what you put in front of you. You put sports in front of you, you're going to think about sports. You put your social media feed in front of you, you're going to think about that. You put your word in front of you, you're going to think about that. We are to nourish a godly mind. And lastly, K stands for keep on learning. Keep on learning. 1 Timothy 4.15 says, practice these things. Immerse yourselves in them so that all may see your progress. Do people in your lives see your progress? Are your words and conversations more powerful, more meaty, deeper, stronger, more practical, more life-giving? We want to keep on growing. Now, I realize that some of you may have come here this morning and you're saying, man, I came here this morning and my thoughts were just, woo, crazy. Rein that back in. Be active, not passive. Turn that to the Lord. Think on things above, not on things of this earth. And may your eyes and your hearts be set on it. Be active and be God's, by God's grace, may his peace that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, I do ask that you would intervene in our lives. Because I know right here and even those watching online that there can be a lot of discouraging things happen in our lives that can drag us down. The criticisms of others, the bad report, the attacks of the enemy, doubts can come in. And Lord, I ask you to guard our hearts and our minds in Christ. 
that you would make us actively think about you and your kingdom, actively think about that which is true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy. Give us the ability to test these thoughts and not to believe everything that we think about, but to test it in line with your word. And help us just to not only put these bad thoughts off, but imagine your great thoughts and to continue to nourish a godly mind and to keep on learning and growing. Lord, we just ask you to give us your peace that surpasses understanding to guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. I
you enjoyed this message. It was preached recently at Village Bible Church. You can hear this message or let others know about it by visiting our website at vbchsv.org or call us at 922-0404. Meanwhile, have a blessed day as you walk along the way guided by God's Word.